Law and Gospel, the Reformation Solas, the Theology of the Cross, the Means of Grace, Simultaneously Saint and Sinner. These are some of the topics covered in the Issues Etc. Book of the Month, Hallmarks of Lutheran Identity. It's written by regular guest Dr. Al Schmidt. Hallmarks of Lutheran Identity is published by Concordia Publishing House, 1-800-325-3040, or read an excerpt at issuesetc.org. Hallmarks of Lutheran Identity, the Issues Etc. Book of the Month. Judge Gorsuch has not had occasion to rule directly on a case involving Roe. However, his writings do raise questions. For a judge who likes every outcome he reaches is probably a pretty bad judge, stretching for policy results he prefers rather than those the law compels. William Paul Young is an extremely dangerous Bible twister who's not bringing to you what Scripture says. He's bringing to you a theology crafted in his own heart. Northern Michiganders love issues, etc. It was summertime in Northern Michigan. I think we've been remiss. We have talked in shorthand, which is sometimes very useful. But sometimes it gives and leaves a very difficult impression, a wrong impression, in fact. Now, we've talked about preaching the gospel. We speak about preaching the gospel. God's word is there to deliver the gospel, and that is altogether true. That is the main word God has to speak to us, his proper work is to forgive sins, to show mercy, as we've prayed recently. It is his glory to be merciful to sinners. He has another word, though, and that is law. And without the preaching of the law, without the word of law in God's word, well, there wouldn't be a gospel. So maybe by speaking in shorthand of the gospel, we've given the impression that the law is of no account. Well, maybe we should start talking about law and gospel together, even as God's Word actually presents those two words. Welcome back to Issues Etc., coming to you live from the studios of Lutheran Public Radio in Collinsville, Illinois. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in. It's part four of our series on Christian devotion. Today we'll be looking for law and gospel in Christian devotion. Pastor Brian Wolfmiller will be our guest in a little bit later Set to ire has written recently for the Federalist a column titled "Liberal Fascism is What Happens Once People Think God Is Dead." We'll be answering the question whether secular progressivism is in fact secular at all. Feel free to join us over the next hour with a question or a comment. Our call-in number one eight seven seven six two three my i e. Our in-studio email address talkback at issuesetc.org. Our Twitter address, at Issues ETC, and the Issues Etc. comment line, 618-223-8382. Pastor Brian Wolfmiller joins us for our series on Christian devotion today, Looking for Law and Gospel. He's pastor of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado, co-host of a weekly radio talk show called Table Talk Radio, and author of the new resource, The Devotional Challenge Book. Brian, welcome back. Thank you, Todd. Brian, do you think we ought to be more careful, especially as pastors, when we talk, especially when people are going to sit down with their Bibles at home for their devotion of law and gospel rather than simply using the shorthand, which is useful sometimes, of gospel. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that, um, uh, and to understand that law and gospel is something that we learn, the distinction between law and gospel, it's not It's not like we're born with it. or We, we kind of come forth from the womb knowing how to distinguish between law and gospel. In fact, it's one of the things that we need to remember 
uh, because we're so used to speaking about law and gospel that most Christians have never heard those terms and have have no idea what the distinction means. Uh, I remember I even I did a confirmation class in a, in the ELCA, the Liberal Lutheran Church, and there was never a word about law and gospel. Uh, um, my my dad, who grew up there in the ELCA, talks about how it wasn't it, except in talking to people from the Missouri Senate that that distinction between law and gospel uh, was ever even discussed. So so even amongst the Lutherans who should have this as our great heritage, it's oftentimes missed. So it it's it's a uh, it serves us well to go back to the to the basics and remember that this distinction between law and gospel, which is the most brilliant light, it's it throws open the doors to the scriptures so that we know what in fact God is saying there, is not a common distinction. It's rare. It's a precious gift that we have, and we shouldn't we shouldn't assume that everyone knows it. Let's talk definitions, if we could. I recently watched a short video put together by a Lutheran pastor explaining, the video was called What is Law and Gospel? And he got the law well-defined, connected to the Ten Commandments, but when it got to the gospel, it got a little lost, and he left out Jesus and his death on the cross. How important are those definitions? Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah, they're—I mean, I don't know of anything more important— uh, the law is uh, God's commands. It's His holy, perfect will, which, because we're sinners, uh, it's going to do its chief work of showing us our our sins and our great need for a Savior. It exposes the fact that we cannot save ourselves. So it you know it orders society. That's what we call the first use, and it shows us our sinfulness. The second theological chief use, and it it also gives shape to our Christian love for the neighbor. This is the law. But the gospel is is very the definition of the gospel is very important, and we can give it a technical definition. The gospel is the promise of the forgiveness of sins won for us by the death of Jesus on the cross. And you have to have all of those things in place uh, to have the full definition of the gospel. I, I I used to hear pastors when they would talk about the gospel. What is the gospel? And they'd say, Well, Jesus is the gospel, or the cross is the gospel, but not quite, because the gospel is the promise that that comes to us from the cross. It's it's a word uh, of of promise and of gift. It has to be spoken. The gospel is a message, so it's the promise and a specific promise. It's the promise of the forgiveness of sins that's won for us by Jesus. If you don't have the death of Jesus on the cross, you don't have the gospel. But if you don't have the word of the promise of the forgiveness of sins coming to us, then you still don't have the gospel. It is all of those things together. So these are the two words. Can all of Scripture thinking about that person who is looking into Scripture in their Christian devotion. Can all of Scripture be divided, although not separated, but be divided into long gospel? That's important that you make that distinction between division and separation, because that's, you know, that's the key thing to do in theology. We don't want to separate, but, we're, but we do want to make distinctions. So you're right to say law and gospel is divided. I think that at least for the, the person who is not... Um, let me give two answers to your question, which is going to be kind of a hassle. But the 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 simple answer is yes. the 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 Lord's word is law or gospel. It, it, it what the Lord is doing with His word is is either um, showing our sin or forgiving our sin. It's killing us or raising us up to life. Uh, it's it's um it's giving His commandments or it's giving His promises. But as we're learning to read the scripture, and especially as we're reading the scripture devotionally. 
I think I would like to allow room for a kind of a third category. In other words, there's sometimes the Bible will just be giving to us history. Uh, it's just going to be reporting a thing that happened. And when when a child or, you know, when mom and dad are reading the scriptures with their children and they're looking at an account of, of a king who's you know, who's who's going out to war, or looking at a genealogy, or something like this. I, I want to let them say, "Well, that's that's history. It's not necessarily a command or a promise." Now, the more we study the scriptures, we realize that that history is serving the command and serving the promise. It's bringing us the law and the gospel. But I think for a casual or for a devotional reading, I, I, I'd like there to be a third category so that people don't don't feel the need to kind of squeeze every verse into the into these definitions of law and gospel and and to start st- kind of stretching the scripture to say something that they that it doesn't say r- right on the face. So so I think the answer to your question is yes, it's all law and gospel, but I think as we begin to study it we want to leave room for the the law and gospel to not be quite so clear and say well that's just that's history. So how would you suggest someone go about this in terms of actually opening up the Bible? And you say, last time we talked about hearing God's word, opening up the Bible and looking at a passage, looking for God's word of law and God's word of gospel. Well, I think this is maybe the key thing, and this is why it's devotional challenge number four that we have in our devotional challenge book. So last uh, devotional challenge three is attentive uh, giving attention to the scripture, attentive reading, looking at what the main words are, looking at just what the words are, hearing the scriptures with our ears, reading it out loud. But then the, the question comes, when I'm reading the scripture, what am I looking for? And we want to train ourselves to be looking for law and gospel. And i, I just like to maybe contrast that with a couple of things. I remember back in the old evangelical days, I, I was trained to read the scripture, but what I was looking for there was instruction. I mean, basically just law. I was asking the, the question of the Bible, what is this telling me that I ought to do today? And if I go to the scriptures asking that question, what is this telling me to do today? Then I'm going to find it. I'm going to find plenty of instruction. But uh, what's going to happen is I'm going to miss the promises. I'm going to hear the commands. I'm going to be confused by the gifts, by the by the kindnesses that, that are there in the Scripture. I'm not going to know what to do with them. And that actually played itself out. I think I've told this story a bunch of times, but I, I got my old Bible that I used to read, and I could see what I underlined and what I didn't. And the things that caught my attention were all of the commands, and the things that didn't catch my attention were all the promises. So, so we want to go to the scriptures asking the right questions. We, if we just ask, what is this telling me to do today? We'll get plenty of instruction. But we also want to ask, where are the promises? Where is the comfort? Paul says in, in Romans 15 that the comfort of the scriptures gives us hope. So we open up the Bible, not only looking for instructions, but, but especially looking for promises. Uh, for for the gospel there, for the forgiveness of sins, for the Lord's gifts to us, uh, that gives sinners hope. So if you would, uh, before we take a break, give us kind of a a brief example. You have in in your Devotion Challenge book several readings from uh, Romans, 1 Corinthians 10, Galatians, where you say the distinction of the law and gospel is pretty crystal clear as kind of practice. Start with uh, one of those passages, if you would. Romans 8 is a great place to look at this, especially because what Paul will do when he's writing is he'll go back and forth between law and gospel, between the effects of sin and between uh, the Lord's promises. So, for example, Romans 8, verse 18, 
Paul writes, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us. You see already there the contrast between the suffering of the present time and the glory to be revealed. That would be the effects of the fall, sin, the sufferings, and then the glory to be revealed. That's talking about the resurrection. That's the promise, gospel promise. For Paul continues, For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it. That means that all of creation, and not only this world, but all of the cosmos, suffered the effects of Adam and Eve's fall into sin. This is, again, the preaching of the law and the effects of sin. But then Paul says that this subjection was in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. So that this, this uh, subjection of this current world is waiting for the resurrection when all things will be rescued and redeemed uh, by Jesus uh, through his death and resurrection on the cross. For we know, Paul continues, that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. But not only this, we eagerly wait for the adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. So Paul here is moving back and forth from law to gospel, from the effects of sin to the glorious gifts of God, back and forth, uh, and showing us how to read the Scriptures when we see the same, God's law and God's promises. Pastor Brian Wolfmiller is our guest. It's part four of our series with him on Christian devotion. Today we're looking for law and gospel on the other side of the break. We'll talk more about this. Pastor Wolf Miller is pastor of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado, co-host of a weekly radio talk show called Table Talk Radio and author of the new resource, The Devotion Challenge Book. Stay tuned. Your pastor has been called to shepherd you as a member of Christ's flock. Doxology offers an innovative program of advanced study retreats where your pastor can be refreshed, renewed, and refocused. Find out more at doxology.us. Many pastors report that doxology has been one of the most valuable learning experiences since seminary. Doxology, the Lutheran Center for Spiritual Care and Counsel. Doxology.us doxology.us. Have you been too busy to get your associate's, bachelor's, or master's degree? Concordia University, Wisconsin offers 50 online educational options. Find out more at issuesetc.org. Click the Concordia University online logo and enter the program code issues to waive your application fee. Concordia University, Wisconsin is here to strengthen and support the church. Lifelong Lutheran Learning issuesetc.org and click Concordia University, Wisconsin online. Lutheran. It's not a slogan. It's a confession. You're listening to Issues Etc. The Christian faith is a gift of God's grace. The Christian life is a gift of God's grace. We live by faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. Pastor Peter Bender talking about his presentation at this summer's Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference. And that means that our Lutheran piety is also a gift. All too often we see it as another work of the law, something that we must do. Instead, Christ meets us there with his word and spirit, 
And in our daily devotional life, he teaches us what it is to live by faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. You can meet and hear Pastor Peter Bender making the case for Lutheran piety Friday, June 9th and Saturday, June 10th at the Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference in Collinsville, Illinois. For more information, visit issuesetc.org or call 618-223-8385. The Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference. College Preparation Station in Maryville, Illinois offers ACT, SAT, and PSAT test prep, scholarship application classes, college and career counseling, and more. Hi, this is Lori Konsky, president of College Preparation Station. We have helped our students obtain more than $7 million in tuition scholarships in 12 years. Find out more at cpsprep.com. Let us help you create a vision and find your future. The College Preparation Station in Maryville, Illinois, cpsprep.com. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Pastor Brian Wolfmiller is our guest. Our series on Christian devotion continues today. We're looking for law and gospel. Brian, if you would explain kind of in simple terms why it is that this insight not only is necessary for understanding God's word, period, but it actually helps those who may have already had the insight better understand God's word, especially sometimes difficult passages. Well, sure. I mean, this is again. It's it has to do with our expectations. We want to, uh, want you know, one of the right things. And and you, by the way, Todd, are probably one of the most expert at this. You, you, the the right answer is going to come from forming up the right question, and and um and, and so we want to form up our minds to um to the right expectations to be asking the right questions. Not any time we're hearing from the Lord and His Word. So this has to do with going to church, uh, with with singing hymns, with listening to a sermon, with with reading the scriptures, with hearing the Bible stories as we read them with our children and our devotions, and all of these sorts of things. That we, if we're asking the right questions, then we start to see how the Lord is is answering them. Now, one of the things that is important about studying the Bible is that we're asking the questions that the scriptures themselves are answering. And this is has to do in, with specific books, you know, different. The, Isaiah is asking and answering different questions than the prophet Jeremiah and the, and the evangelist Saint Matthew and so, and so forth. So we want to pay attention to that. But the big question that is being addressed in the scriptures in every place is uh, what what does God think of me? What is His judgment of me? Uh, how do I stand before the Lord? And the answer that the Lord gives to us is in the gospel, in the death of Jesus. This is, this is how we're uh, ta- taught to answer that question in all of its fullness, in every kind of, like a diamond with a thousand brilliant facets. It, it comes to us in, 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 with all these different uh, pictures and images and promises and words and in, in, in the mouths of different prophets and, and preachers. It comes to us. But we have, to, we have to be looking for it and asking that question so that the Lord can give us uh, the answer. I think this is so important. Uh, just, I mean, kind of personally, I indicated this, that I, I had read the Bible for so many years, uh, you know, cover to cover, uh, studied it daily, and had missed the main thing, that Jesus died on the cross for me, that the Lord wanted to save me, that that even though I was a poor, miserable sinner, that God, uh, that God had opened up his heart 
and heaven and the resurrection and all of his gifts and his kingdom, all of these things, he'd given them to me. And they were right there in the scriptures, but I was looking for the wrong thing. It's like when you go to the cabinet and you're looking for the cereal and you're sure that it's a, in a green box and you spend an hour looking for it and you can't find it. Ani, I can't find, where's that cereal? And it's because it was in the purple box right there in front of you and you just weren't looking for the right thing. So that we go to the scriptures looking for the promises uh, is, is so fantastically important because then they're there. And, and there's something else here too, Todd, that I, I don't want to miss. Uh, oftentimes, um, Lutherans don't realize that this distinction between law and gospel, which, which we talk about so often, is not something that other Christians have, but, but that's an advantage in two ways. One, the defenses of other Christians, and in fact of other people, even unbelievers, their defenses are not trained to defend against the distinction between law and gospel. So, for example, if you go to talk to, a, say, uh, an, a Pentecostal, and you want to talk to them about baptism and baptismal regeneration and how baptism forgives sins. They're going to be ready to go at that. You know, they're going to be tra- all trained up and ready to defend their a bad practice of baptism against, you know, against what you're going to say. Or if you want to go to talk to a Baptist about the Lord's Supper and about how the body and blood of Jesus is in the Lord's Supper, they're going to be on guard against that. They've got defenses against it. But when you go to them and say, hey, have you heard of this distinction between law and gospel? They don't have defenses ready to go for that. I think it's a gift of the Holy Spirit that the, uh, that this is the case because they they actually can have some curiosity there. And when you when you speak of this distinction between law and gospel, you start to shed a light on the scriptures that has never been shed before. You start to open up the scriptures for them to see things that they've never seen before. You start to clear up confusions and what they thought were contradictions that they could never get past before because they didn't have that distinction. And so this most basic treasure for us is the, I, I think, one of the reasons why the Lord has the Lutheran Church on the earth, so that this distinction could be talked about and extolled and put forth uh, before all the, uh, all the Lord's people, all the Christians. You had mentioned a moment ago that this is a tremendous aid in understanding solid Christian preaching. How is that? Well, this, the same thing that when we go to the scriptures and expect promises, the same thing is true when we go to, when we go to the liturgy, when we go to hear preaching. Uh, what we, what we want to hear is promises. We want to hear what the, what the Lord has uh, said about us. We want to hear the Lord's judgment, which comes forth from his cross and is spoken in heaven, namely that our sins are forgiven because of the death of Jesus. And, uh, and that should be the Christian expectation when we go to hear preaching. If we go to hear preaching and all we're getting is kind of bland moralism or kind of a, a briefing about the culture war or some sort of coaching to be, that encourages us to be nice to each other or something like that, then we're not, we're not hearing what Jesus wants us to hear when we listen to the preaching. Jesus says to his disciples, go and preach the gospel to all nations, preaching repentance and the forgiveness of sins to every corner of the world. So that this is what is intended to be heard when we go to hear uh, Christian preaching. Now, now, if we have the expectation right, watch what happens. When we hear bad preaching, we're disappointed. And when we hear good preaching, we rejoice. There's, there's often this time that we go and we, because our expectations are that we'll hear a sermon and we'll be excited or we'll be uplifted or we'll be encouraged. Or we, have some, we have all these bad expectations. Then we rejoice in bad sermons and we don't like to hear the good sermons. But oh, that the Lord's peoples would have, the, have their ears tuned to law and gospel 
both in devotional reading and also in going to church, so that even if the the pastor is not some sort of pulpit prince with with honey dripping off of his lips and you know the smoothest uh, order and the and the most uh, audacious preacher. Some he could be a little bit boring. He could be a little bit old. But if he if he comes with the Lord's word of law and gospel, he is the most precious gift that Jesus has for you on earth. And that and the word that he comes to give to you is the most precious treasure in all the world. Before we take this break, talk about the, I think it's this is maybe a side benefit, but it definitely is a benefit. It does show the unique quality of Holy Scripture, because you can go to other holy books and you can find varying degrees of, of truth there, sound kind of moral instruction or advice. You can also find some terrible things there, but only in the Scriptures do you have the gospel? That's right. That we make this dogmatic distinction between the natural knowledge of God and the revealed knowledge of God. And the natural knowledge of God can tell us that God is good and big and mad, that he created all things, he ordered it up, and we don't live in that order, so we're going to get punished for it. But that's about as far as you can get. It takes the revealed knowledge of God, which comes to us in the scriptures, the prophetic and apostolic scriptures, the Bible. That is the truth that gives us Jesus. Uh, God in our flesh, God bearing our sins, God suffering in our place so that our sins can be forgiven. And so it is unique. It is it is the unique mark of the scriptures that it has the gospel. It is the unique mark of the church that it preaches the gospel. It's the unique mark of the Christian that we believe the gospel. There's a lot of people that believe in God and believe in right and wrong, although I suppose fewer and fewer every day, but that does not make a person a Christian. A Christian is a person who believes that the promise of the forgiveness of sins is for them, that the death of Jesus saves them, and that is unique. It's one of it's the and so that's the you know if that's the uniqueness of the scripture, then it should be that when we go to the scripture, that's that's what we want to hear. That's what we want to find. Does it also then help function as a at least in one sense a measure of other writings? We talk about preaching, but other. Christian books, a, a book that uh, purports to uh, offer some kind of devotional resource, since we're talking about devotions, that fails to distinguish between law and gospel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's one of the reasons why this devotional challenge book is, in some ways, Todd, what I'm trying to do is train people away from all these devotional books and to the scripture. I mean, we, we have all these devotional crutches. Uh, that we, you know, we want to hear the kind of sappy, sweet stories and all that. Well, I mean, it, it's fine for what it is, I, su- I suppose. But let's let's go to the meat of the Lord's word, and we know that what we're getting there is true. I mean, we don't have to wonder about it. But it's also true that we compare everything that claims to be coming to us in the name of Jesus with the words of Jesus. We contrast uh, all of the different uh, people who would be preaching and bringing the Lord's name devotionally, or through music, or liturgy, or preaching, or whatever. We compare that to the Lord's Word. We look for law and gospel and see if it's rightly distinguished. And one of the chief marks of error is it confuses law and gospel. Mostly it mixes in the law with the gospel and makes the gospel something that we're doing. We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break, especially with respect to the gospel when the 
distinction is not maintained. Pastor Brian Wolfmiller is our guest for part four of our series on Christian devotion. Today we're looking for law and gospel. He's pastor of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado, co-host of a weekly radio talk show called Table Talk Radio. He's authored this new resource he just mentioned, the Devotional Challenge Book. You can download this resource absolutely free. Just go to issuesetc.org, click Listen on Demand, and look for the Devotional Challenge Book by Pastor Brian Wolfmiller. We'll be right back. The Lord has gifts of forgiveness, life, and salvation. These gifts can be received every week at both Grace Lutheran Church and Trinity Lutheran Church in Wichita, Kansas. Join us for divine services at Grace on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m., as well as every Wednesday at 11 a.m., or at Trinity every Sunday at 11 a.m. Grace is located at 3310 East Pawnee in Trinity at 611 South Erie. Gather with us around our Lord and His giving His gifts to us. See you soon. We would like to overlook the difficulty of daily repentance and death to our sins in the interest of progressing to a more advanced spirituality. Rebecca Curtis from her new audiobook, Ladylike Living Biblically. Somehow, spiritual advancement always amounts to our getting to spend more time on the things we like and calling it stewardship or service. You can purchase and download an audio version of Ladylike Living Biblically at Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. Ladylike Living Biblically by Rebecca Curtis and Rose Adel. If you're like me, you remember when education was about the basic skills of reading, writing, and arithmetic, and about reading great literature and history that gave our kids models of what it is to be a good person. Memoria Press's classical Christian curriculum is bringing this kind of education back. Get $5 off your next order by using the coupon code LPR. For more information, go to memoriapress.com. Memoria Press, saving Western civilization one student at a time. Many Lutheran pastors outside of the U.S. receive little or no seminary education. Luther Academy provides theological triage through conferences, books, and journals. Help support Luther Academy by making a tax-deductible donation at lutheracademy.com or call 260-452-2211. Serving Lutheran pastors to the ends of the earth, Luther Academy. 260-452-2211 or lutheracademy.com. A mobile Lutheran Bible study. You're listening to Issues Etc. Thanks to the following congregations for standing with us by joining the Issues Etc. 300. Holy Trinity Lutheran, Garfield, New Jersey. Grace Lutheran, Naples, Florida. St. John's Lutheran, Chicago, Illinois. St. Paul Lutheran, Unionville, Michigan. Mount Calvary Lutheran, Beverly Hills, California. Epiphany Lutheran, Door, Michigan. The Good Shepherd Lutheran, Inglewood, California. St. John's Lutheran, Sayville, New York. Apostles Lutheran, Melrose Park, Illinois. Christ Our Savior Lutheran, Elizabeth, Colorado. Grace Lutheran, Strasburg, Illinois, and Bethel Lutheran, Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada. Find out how your church can support this worldwide outreach by including Issues Etc. in your mission or advertising budget. Just go to our website, issuesetc.org, click support, and print a one-page flyer. When your congregation joins the Issues Etc. 300, we'll publicize your congregation on the radio, at our website, and in the Issues Etc. journal, the Issues Etc. 300. 
Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Pastor Brian Wolfmiller is our guest. It's our series on Christian devotion today. We're looking for law and gospel. Let's go to the phones. Matt is listening in Indiana. Hi, Matt. Hello. Uh, Pastor Wolfmiller, thanks for being on the show today. I have a question for you concerning the law. Um, I, I really have loved to discover the Lutheran faith and how uh, it shows us how the law points us to the cross. Uh, but sometimes I kind of uh, find myself falling off the other side of the horse, and I don't take the Lord's uh, commands probably as seriously as I sometimes should, because I just think, oh, that's just pointing me to the cross, and I don't really need to worry about obeying that. What's, uh, what kind of corrective could you give us for, uh, for just guarding against that sort of danger? Thank you very much, Matt. Thanks for listening in Indiana. So, Brian, what kind of corrective would you offer? Yeah, that's right. I mean, sometimes the Bible will just say, hey, you're a sinner. And, and that, it, you know, it kind of reduces itself down to what we traditionally call the second use of the law, the mirror. So it says, all have fallen short of the glory of God, uh, for example, or um, uh, the heart is wicked above everything. And when the law is coming to us in that kind of very directed way, it's not telling us to do anything. It's just exposing us for who we are. But Matt's right. Most of the time, the way that we know that we're sinners is because the Lord tells us something to do. And we try to do it, and we fail. Uh, so, you know, the Lord says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and, and strength. Now, how do you know that you've broken that command of God? The, the answer is that you've tried to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you've failed to do it. So it's not, um, so there is a danger. There's kind of a, a kind of sloppy theological shorthand uh, that that tags uh, but you can't or but you don't on the end of every commandment and says that's the preaching of the law. You know, we, we should have no other gods, but we don't. We should fear and love God above all things, but we don't. We should love our neighbors ourselves, but you can't. And that is a lazy way of trying to uh, preach the gospel. You know, the, the, the law comes to us uh, as instruction for what we ought to do, and it exposes our sin precisely in our attempting to do it. So we get after it. And there's an important thing that the Lutherans always talk about. You know, the Lutherans were accused at the very beginning, especially by the Pope and by the Church of Rome, of forbidding good works and uh, of, not, of not teaching the law. And they, their answer was, have you ever read anything that we've done? We're always talking about the law and we're always talking about good works. And in fact, we, we teach people not only what good works are, but how to do them. Namely, with a heart set free by the gospel, knowing that God is pleased with us because of the death of Jesus. Now we are not uh, bent into serving ourselves, but can begin to serve and love our neighbor. And that's the key word that the Lutherans use, that our love for God and our love for the neighbor is always begun. It's never finished, it's never complete, it's never perfect, but it's always started. And so the scriptures are giving us instructions, and when we hear those instructions, we say, yeah, that's what I got to do. I got to keep those commandments and live according to them. I want to come back to where we began, and I made reference to the fact that I'd heard a Lutheran pastor in a video define law and gospel, but leave out Jesus and leave out Jesus' death on the cross for sinners. And I want you to warn against kind of good news that sounds good, but misses the absolutely necessary element that the gospel is, as you have said, the promise of forgiveness, life, and salvation based upon what Christ has done for us in his perfect life, death, 
and resurrection. That's right. We sometimes hear something like, God is nice, and we think that's the gospel. That is not the gospel. God is not nice. God is dead in Christ on the cross. The gospel is not that God overlooks our sins. It's that Jesus is suffering for our sins in our place so that he can forgive our sins. The, the, the gospel is not that, oh, God is, uh, he's not angry like he used to be. Uh, no, the, the gospel is that God's anger is spent on Christ so that his love can come forth for us in its abundance. So that, you know, we, we, we try to have these kind of, these, these verses that sound like God is really, really nice. No, God is not nice. God is love. And he's a specific love. He's a, he's a bleeding, dying love, an incarnate love, a bearing our sins love, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, who, who loves us before we love him. That's, th- this is the gospel, the love of God, which is Jesus dead on the cross and raised for us on the third day. And if you don't have that, uh, then you have an idol, a, a God who has... Uh, you know, who, who kind of ignores sins or, or forgets sins rather than the God who suffers for sins so that he can forgive sins. Pastor Brian Wolf Miller is pastor of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado, co-host of a weekly radio talk show called Table Talk Radio, author of the new resource, the devotional challenge book. Brian, thank you very much. Thank you, Todd. Folks, the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for March contains an entire chapter on law and gospel. The book's called Hallmarks of Lutheran Identity. It's written by Issues Etc. regular guest, Dr. Al Schmidt. This is a good primer, not only Lutheran identity, but and what makes Lutheranism unique as a confession of faith, but also what connects Lutheranism to the faith once for all delivered to the saints. In that sense, not unique at all. Find out more about the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for March Hallmarks of Lutheran Identity at our website, issuesetc.org, or call Concordia Publishing House and order Hallmarks of Lutheran Identity, 1-800-325-3040, 1-800-325-3040. We're going to talk about secular progressivism, is it really secular, with Setu Ayeri right after this. Our cities are some of the greatest mission fields on the planet, but the footprint of the church is shrinking. We dare not shrink from our cities. Christ is needed now in our urban areas. From chaos, turmoil, decay, death, and destruction, Jesus brings peace, hope, resurrection, eternal life, and rebuilding. And you can help by being a hero for the city. Find out how at lcms.org slash citymission or on Facebook at LCMS City Mission. Every city needs a hero. Capes and helmets not required. Metro East Lutheran High School in Edwardsville, Illinois, engages young adults in a Christ-centered environment, delivering academic excellence and spiritual growth to develop Christian leaders for tomorrow. We provide a Christ-focused alternative to public high schools. Many of our students receive tuition assistance. To help us provide tuition assistance to more students, go to melhs.org and click on the giving page, or call me, Dr. J. Krause, Principal, at 618-656-0043. It's not about you. It's about Jesus for you. You're listening to Issues Etc. For 28 years, I had the privilege of serving as a chaplain in the United States Navy. Dr. Dan Gard, retired Rear Admiral and President of Concordia University Chicago on the need for military chaplains. During that time, I 
was able to bring word and sacrament to so many young people and their families, our sons and daughters spread throughout the world. Truly a privilege and an honor. And today, there are other chaplains that must follow. We need more LCMS chaplains in all branches of the military. It's an incredible, amazing mission opportunities to go to places no other pastor can go, but to go with the same tools that any other pastor brings wherever he goes, word and sacrament. You can find out more about the vocation of military chaplain at lcms.org slash armed forces. The LCMS ministry to the armed forces, lcms.org slash armed forces.